everybody! Welcome to another episode of Obscure Animation. This is the show where we look at underappreciated, independent, animated films, or ones that we just think are deserving of more love. It's so much fun. We've been doing it for a long time here. We love it. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Stanford is here. Hey! Yes, and we're very excited today. We are talking about Mary and Max, and this is a film from 2009. It premiered at the 2009 Sundance Film Festival, and it won the Annecy Crystal Prize at Annecy Film Festival that year. It's directed by Adam Elliott. It's his first feature film. That's pretty impressive. It's a stop-motion animated film, and it is based on a true story, which you don't see that often in animation. So, so yes. Is this a film that you had seen before? No, you know, I, when I started, you know, watching it a few minutes into it, I think I have seen clips from it or at least some stills, mm-hmm. you know, based on just different, probably I read something online, some kind of animation website, you know, or something The the character designs looked familiar, but I had never really pieced together, you know, Adam Elliott and, mm-hmm. and uh, all the other components about it. So, so for, it, it seems strangely familiar, you know, again, I just must have seen some pictures or a trailer or something, but I've never seen the yeah. film. I had never seen it either. I had definitely heard about it and I had wanted to see it, but it was just one of those ones that I had never seen before. And I, I was so, I, I was a little bit apprehensive to see it because a lot of times those like dark comedies aren't my favorite mm-hmm. uh but i uh, i don't know it just depends on how it's done yeah. but i was just looking through annecy annecy winners to find something for us to to do and then i saw this one and i was like oh yeah we should try that we should yeah uh, we should watch that and because i certainly i mean i love Coraline, i love uh i love paranorman there's plenty of of those films that i enjoy uh, so, yes, it's about this little girl named Mary, who's eight years old, and she sent, she gets a uh, phone book from, uh, I guess, a library or someplace like that. They're in a office. library or some kind of, yeah, yeah, some kind of, so they're in Australia. They're in, they're in yes. Yeah. Like in some Australia. Kind of a, yeah. And she starts writing, she, she sends, she wants to know where babies come from. So she writes a letter to somebody in America. <laughs> then she just pulls out of this phone book. She just kind of does this random, right. yeah, yeah, this New York City and, phone book. <laughs> and she ends up writing to this man from, uh, from New York uh, named Max who has tons of problems. He is has Asperger's. He's very awkward. And they're both super awkward. And so they start writing each other as pen pals. Pen friends, as they like to say. Yes. And, <laughs> and they have quite the, the relationship. What did you think overall of the film? You know, uh, I, I was really glad I watched it. And, and thank you, as always, for the cool recommendation. I always love being introduced to these new films, as you know. And, uh, you know, it's... You know, stop motion animation, or no, regardless of the format, I think for for whatever reason, I think some of these films about mental health 
uh, are mm-hmm. difficult. And, and, and also I think part of it is because they're so sad, you know, uh, almost more sad to me than a physical, you know, some other kind of physical ailment or something, you know, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so, and, and then I think, yeah. so I thought it was a tough subject matter, but handled in a really, uh, unique way. So, and I, and I really right. admire the artistry of the stop motion animation and the creativity, uh, and ingenuity behind all of that. So, so, uh, Overall, really an interesting an interesting watch, but not one that I would say. I mean, it's not pleasurable for me, you know. But it was still a very uh, interesting film, and I'm really glad I watched it. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I really responded to this film. I I think that stories about unlikely friendship are are almost always a win for me. Mm-hmm. I I really am a sucker for stories of unlikely friendship, because I think that's been more my life experience has been with friendships as opposed to like romantic relationships. And so when I see friendships portrayed on screen, it just really warms my heart. And it's not something you see as much. I mean, certainly not in my world where I cover rom-coms and you know things all the time to see a story just about this quirky, unusual friendship. And I was thinking about it that really most of my friendships are kind of like this in a way that I mean, I I'm lucky to have you and Jen as my friends in real life and a few other people. Uh, But I, most of my friends are people that I have never met. And I mean, we're lucky now that we have technology that I've seen their faces and I've interacted with them, but I still never, it's still kind of that, relationship all different kinds of age differences nationalities ethnicities races just sexualities just all those different things are my friends and and so i i just felt like this connection to this weird friendship and the ending was what really we'll talk about it but yeah i will get there but the ending the ending broke me yeah (laughs) yeah the ending is yeah (laughs) and so I really enjoyed it. I and I I like I said I'm not normally a huge fan of sort of dark comedies, but I just oh, I liked so many details about this. You're right. I agree. The stop motion animation is so charming. Yeah. I mean it's 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 dark, of course, but it's also sort of charming. Oh, absolutely. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that's really what adds to the charm, you know, uh mm-hmm. the way the way it's done. Uh the monochromatic palette and uh, yeah, there's and the, yeah. and just the, the character designs, which are so, uh, I, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, Rachel cartoony. Unique. Yeah. They're unique and really so full of personality and, and style, you know, very stylish. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Adam Elliott's got a yeah. really, you, uh, a really wonderful style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he really does, and I loved the music throughout. Oh, I did too. I uh, loved the by music. Dale Cornelius. I thought, yeah, the music was so again charming. It was, mm-hmm. it made you smile despite sometimes difficult stuff that you were watching. Yeah. I thought it did so much in helping keep the tone just right. Yeah, I agreed. 
yeah, the music really mm-hmm. uh, was a wonderful. I mean, it was yeah used perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts out pretty rough. You find out about Mary and that her I mother. Know. Poor kind of Mary, <laughs> this darling little girl, you know, the Australian girl who's got a, she, it's, I mean, her life is rough. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, this story is based on Adam Elliott's relationship with his pen friend in New York, who he has been writing to for over 20 years. Okay, that's interesting. He has a friend that he's. I wonder, mm-hmm. has does it say that he's ever met? Has he ever met his friend there in New York? Or? Um, it doesn't. I don't think it says on the Wikipedia. Okay, that's so um, interesting. It, says, it just says according to opening credits, film's based on a true story. Uh, Elliot clarified that the character of Max was inspired by a pen friend in New York who I've been writing to for over 20 years. So. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. He can speak from experience (laughs) in a way. Yeah. (laughs) So we learn that her mother, Vera, she, she kind of hates her. She says that she was an accident and that she cooks and tests uh, sherry that, that is just testing out the sherry yeah i you know it's so interesting to have the film you know because it's, it's narrated basically by mary right and how she perceives the adults in her life you know and how she explains it i mean clearly the mother's mm-hmm. a drunk you know uh but I like how yeah how she describes it <laughs> yeah with the sherry yeah and that her mom is borrowing things from the store that's right. Puts them in her dress. <laughs> She's an obvious kleptomaniac. Yeah, a kleptomaniac. She has a pet. Yeah, she has a pet rooster named Ethel. And Mary thought nothing nicer than a wet rooster, the sound of rain, eating sweet and condensed milk, and watching her favorite cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I can't imagine just eating sweet and condensed milk. I can't either. She's just down in these cans <laughs> of sweet condensed milk. You have yeah. to wonder how he thought of some of this stuff. I, I exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and, and then I, she has sweet. she has a dad too, but clearly her mm-hmm. her parents aren't together much. I mean, I, it seems like they're living under the same roof. But you, the dad's always he does taxidermy, right? He, he gets roadkill. Isn't that yeah, what dead he, birds? Well, yeah. And he works at the factory, the Earl Grey. Yes, the Earl factory, Grey factory. Putting string on tea bags. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to someday marry someone named Earl Grey and live in a, pa- a cal- palace and a castle and have nine babies and a dog. <laughs> I know. Her little childhood dreams, you know. I love that she yeah, she wants to marry... Earl Grey, you know, or someone named Earl Grey. Is he a yeah. is he a bear a Baron Rachel? What is he? I can't remember what uh he's some Who's kind some, of it, well is it Earl? Maybe he's just, uh, he's an, just Earl? an Earl, right? Or is his he's name dre- Earl? He's dressed in some kind of royal gear, right? I mean he looks like he's <laughs> you know, a prince. I guess he's an Earl, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. she says her grandpappy swims the icebreakers for fifty one years. 
And he's the uh, first one to die in the story. And we should say this is not for children. This no, film. this is this this isn't a, this is a film for grownups. Yeah, yeah, it's rated language R. Language wise, yeah, yeah, rated R. Language wise, story wise, yeah, it's yeah, not for not for children. Yeah, not for kids. So, and again, then, another interesting, I think storytelling technique that you know that adam elliott uses mm-hmm. is clearly he's he's not even trying to make a movie for kids although you could instantly see why kids might be interested in, in that because the character designs are so appealing i think right. mm-hmm. but but yeah once you get into it thematically <laughs> it's yeah. not yeah not gonna work it would be interesting to know more about sort of his inspiration for all these different parts, like what was he thinking of with the noblets, for instance? Yeah. Yeah. So the noblets are, is this animated TV show, which I think he's made up, right? It's not a, uh, and it will, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be more coming about the noblets, but cause, cause cute little Mary, you know, it's just, I mean, TV really is her only company, you know, cause her parents are, yeah. Her dad is not, you know, non-existent in her life, really, and the mother is horrible and passed out. And I think much it of the seems time. Like, yeah, and I feel like that's so sadly the case for so many children. I, I think that's why it is really important that we have things like Mister Rogers or Sesame mm-hmm. Street, you know, like really quality television yeah. because, uh, unfortunately, just so many, so many children are. Raised yeah. by television, so it needs to be good. And I think maybe some some it's they're raised by books, but yeah. now more and more now, especially with streaming services, uh, it's it's a, it's a thing. I mean, kids watch an incredible amount of television. Yeah, nowadays. you know the novelets to me, Rachel seemed almost like, uh, even though we don't. Even though it's kind of done in that sepia tone, we don't know, really know what colors these characters are are designed in or whatnot. It almost mm-hmm. seemed to me like it was kind of they're like the Smurfs in a way. I wondered. I mean, I, I you know I, I don't know. Just I mean that style yeah. of 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 shows. I, that's probably a good call. That's probably a good call there. The Smurfs. I was thinking maybe Fraggles, the Fraggle yeah. Rock, but yeah, that, I think that, that would Smurfs work. Smurfs makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just to give, just, so just to both give Mary you know, and context. Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both Mary and Max love the noblets. Yes. Which is their, their, their So that's an important uh, point that, kind of, that, that brings them together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Max is an insomniac and he catches flies. <laughs> yeah. Max, he's got it. Yeah. He's got just a lot of issues. As you said, you know, He's got Asperger's, uh, and uh, and I know some about Asperger's, but I don't know a ton. But it, he suffers from extreme anxiety too, yeah. and I those are probably related. But I think also they're kind of treated separately in a way too. But in the film, but because mm-hmm. uh, that anxiety really um, is an issue with him. I don't pretend to be an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I do have a lot of friends who are on the spectrum. 
Uh, so I've, I've gleaned something from talking to, to them a little bit. Uh, but it would be interesting to know sort of their perspectives. If you're, if you're listening and you've seen this film and you, either, yes. and you have something to say about that, I, we would really appreciate your insight. I, I think it's a pretty, uh, um, it doesn't try to make the mental health precious, which I appreciate. It's, there's not, I am Sam, which is a movie I dislike immensely. Uh, <laughs> you've ever seen that with Sean Penn? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Uh, don't care for it myself. Uh, I just felt like that was very patronizing that film. And uh, so this is, oh, I just appreciate that. And maybe they even go a little too far, maybe on one extreme, but I appreciate that they're, uh, the attempts to kind of make it a real living, breathing kind of thing. And we're not supposed to be like, you're a hero, which I like. Yeah. I thought it, I, it seemed very, you know, to me, very honest with, yes, with, uh, with, with both Mary and Max, because, mm-hmm. you know, Mary suffers from some things too. It's not necessarily Asperger's, but I think she's, she's suffers from depression. At least that is how I see it. I don't know if she necessarily gets a quote unquote diagnosis, you know, uh, right. you know, but, but she's, she goes through a lot. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, yeah, so, and, 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 and I think, again, just like, for guess for lack of a better word, I feel, just feel like she has to suffer a lot, you know, yeah. she's very sympathetic and, and very sad about, you know, what was going on with her mm-hmm. life. And they do such a good job in this movie of painting a picture, both with, obviously with the animation, but also with the narration, you know, things like Mary's eyes or the color of muddy puddles. Yeah, like that's so so well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get an immediate idea of kind of what what's going on here. Yeah, and so Mary has to write to an American to find out where babies come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Max gets the letter, and he has been going to Overeating Anonymous, and he says that I had trouble understanding nonverbal signals. And, and then he says, after staring out a window for 18 hours, I decided to write back, <laughs> which I think it really, again, sets your characters. You kind of know exactly what you're talking about here. And she tells her that babies come from, from, uh, from rabbis, priests, or prostitutes. <laughs> or an atheist. Yeah. So these letters that they write to each other, because, I lo- I just love that narrative device that he you know that is used in this film that uh so you know each time they're writing a letter it gets narrated by the character um Philip Seymour Hoffman is the voice of Max which I thought was Oh really? Know, yeah, it's film if it's Philip Seymour Hoffman if oh, I'm yeah. not mistaken. And yep. uh you know, and then again, with paired with paired with the brilliant animation, you really get a sense of 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 uh, this. You know, again, this what's going on inside the mind of this character. And uh, Max types his letters. Mary Mary writes them right. on yeah uh, on paper as an. It's like a weird you know. typewriter. It's not your ASDF. Yeah. Typewriter. Yeah, I was noticing that too. And I don't know 
what what was going on with that? <laughs> but still, it, it's an old one. Maybe it's just because even yeah. given its age or something, or yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when the ASTF became standard. Yeah, but she she writes and then he writes back and her mother throws it away but it's saved by uh saved from the trash luckily enough and uh so because vera was not impressed <laughs> by this letter and so he she tells him to send the send the letter to her neighbor um, that the neighbor's legs were chewed off by piranhas in World War II, and he is afraid to leave his house. Uh, so she helps. It's almost like she's just like this, this this cute little helpful neighbor. You know, she's involved. I think that's how she mm-hmm. makes her human connections. You know, in a way, just trying to be of service to the neighbors. Yeah. And and yeah, but kind of reminds me of Tilda her. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like her birthmark is like her special because I actually you can't really see it that well, but I actually have a birthmark on the top of my head too. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. But, oh yeah, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Like anyway, I have a birthmark on the top of my head, and it was like my uh, when um when I was little. It was, it was like my Mikhail Gorbachev <laughs> mark because he had a big birthmark. On top oh, of yeah. His head. Mine's not as big as his, but. <laughs> um, but then Max says, people often confuse me. And I think that anybody on the spectrum can probably relate to that sentiment, I would think. And I said, you said you have no friends, neither do I. And he asks, she asks him, why do people tease me? And teacher says she should smile more. And so her mother draws a smile on her, like the Joker. Yeah, she looks like the then, Joker. And then she says, I don't think my teacher likes me anymore. And, that was, and she says, "My, I better go now. My tears are smudging. And yeah, my, and you know, so it's interesting. So yeah, it goes from kind of this humorous stuff, the stuff that's really heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, with how these people are suffering, yeah. you know, and by bad poor treatment and sad situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something I can definitely relate to because I was bullied when I was little. My parents had to take me out of school when I was in fifth grade because it got so bad. And so they put me in private school. I, uh, I actually went to the Reed School. I don't know if you ever heard of the Reed School, but no. it's in Salt Lake. Yeah, it's a really great little school and uh the i i i remember when i first went in there and the um mrs reed who was the head of the school she gave me a big hug and she said she was like what a beautiful young lady <laughs> you know so just what like, you needed right yeah, just right. yeah yes it's still around as far as i know i think the reed school is still going so it's over in mill creek well yeah so okay so yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he tells her that he has three goals. One, to have make a friend. Two, to have all the noblets. And three, to eat lots of chocolate. 
Did it make you want to have a chocolate hot dog? Oh no, those look disgusting. But I love that. It was it's like his special recipe, right? He he put a he put some pieces of a chocolate bar in a hot dog bun, and it was. <laughs> And, that and just you know, seems very dry. I feel like you would yeah, need like it just didn't seem good, like marshmallow or I know exactly. They would need something else. Uh, but he, <laughs> you know, Max loved him, and and I think they brought him comfort. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, and then also, so I think a lot of this is viewed through the eyes. He's he's seeing a a, a psychiatrist, right? And. Uh, so he's often right. rep- he often you know recounts in the letters the way the psychiatrist is analyzing his life you know and, and then he kind of repeats some of that so you get these different viewpoints of of what what his doctor is wanting him to do and and uh, anyway the poor mm-hmm. guy he suffers, he suffers. Dr. Bernard Hazelhoff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he tells her that do not worry about smi- about not smiling. My mouth almost never smiles, but that doesn't mean I'm not smiling in my brain, which I loved. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. And so, yeah, she, she says she wishes her neighbor Damien would be in love with her. And then he, she asks him about love and that's what he says. Your letter triggers triggered an anxiety attack. Yeah, so he has a major anxiety attack. And is this the point, Rachel, where he he just he stops writing her for a period of time, and she really goes into a funk? Uh, or does that maybe that happens a little later? But at some point, yes. uh, at some yeah. point. So he he stops writing for because he's institutionalized for nine months. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, Mary wondered and waited. And was kind of taking it personally, right? Mm-hmm. Like just thinking, oh, he doesn't like me anymore or, or, or whatnot, and, you know, and that's heartbreaking too. Yeah. He's also been going to these uh, Overeaters Anonymous meetings. And during that time, there's this woman who he says kisses him without his yeah. permission. Who likes him, who's very aggressive with him. And yeah, mm-hmm. never asked, never asked permission. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if you wouldn't have that in a movie like this today or if it's just that it takes on a whole kind of different meaning uh i mean it was obviously always a serious thing but i just feel like now with me too and everything that like something like that is like way more stands out yeah yeah for sure like it's not just like oh that was funny or something like i think there was a day in time where something like that might have been humorous yeah but But yeah from 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 current societal standards today it would it's you know that woman crosses the line <laughs> you know yeah uh, with her aggressive so, behavior but i missed what he said that there was manslaughter charges that were dismissed what manslaughter charges i missed um, i should have just rewind it rewound it but no that's I'm not sure yeah why because he didn't kill anybody, right? Was he somehow involved? Was he somehow either a witness to something or um, was there an, some kind of accident that happened? I'm trying to remember, yeah, Rachel. Some kind of uh, accident. I just sort of jumped to it and I didn't understand. 
what he did to cause the manslaughter. If it was just released from the institution, then I'd understand that. But yeah. anyway, I was a little confused about that. But uh, he ends up winning the lottery. His numbers finally come <laughs> up. Which I love that that happens because, yeah, you you, you learn early on, you know, because part of his life is just, is the routine of it, right? And the pattern, you know, following this pattern. And he, 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 he's always buying these lottery cards and he picks the same numbers every time. He never changes the numbers he picks. And so they Which is a good strategy, wins. really, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, it's certainly a better strategy than changing it because then uh, your probability uh, isn't as good. But... He buys all the chocolate that he he has a whole uh, like storage unit, storage unit yeah. <laughs> and he gets the complete Noblitz collection. So two of his life goals are done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's good to have simple life goals. Like it's good to have a couple that are really going to be a reach, but it's also good to have a few that are like I can do that. I'll yeah. focus on that. Too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just things that will just give you joy that you know you can accomplish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a lot of collections of various things. Oh my what would gosh. you say is your like ultimate collection? Well, um, I'm see the thing is I I, I have a lot so many interests. <laughs> I don't necessarily have like a collection, like I'm not looking for I guess the only thing that I have that's truly complete. I own I own a a physical copy either on Blu-ray or DVD of all fifty nine or excuse me all fifty eight I don't have one of for Raya yet of all the Disney animated canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you know, but I love diecast cars and I love baseball bobbleheads and mm-hmm. I mean you have a lot of artwork. Books. I love mm-hmm. oh yeah I love art and I love books <laughs> so. Um, but I wish I had something kind of finite, you know, just like, oh, this is the thing that I just love. Um, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I have some things. I have my, it, there's not really, I guess, a, a finite number, but I have my Mount Alexander doll collection, uh, half or more from my grandmother, and oh, cool. or given to me by her. Yeah. So they're really special. I have a bunch of Little Women and, uh, and Scarlett O'Hara dolls. Uh, and so I really love those. I'd be very sad if something happened to them. And that's one of my biggest ones, my biggest collections. But I, I do have a ton of, you know, DVDs, books, things like that. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's fun. So I appreciate that about Max. And uh, so he wills everything else to his neighbor, Ivy. And then Ivy donates it. Uh, leaves it to a cat shelter who then the owner takes it for everything. So they, they, it is a pretty cynical movie. I, I, they probably could have leaned a little bit less on that cynicism. Uh, but anyway, I guess it's like, it's like the Joker of animated films, except actually is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as Mary had given Max a taste of real friendship and there just was no comparison. So good. So he actually gets the diagnosis and he says, I prefer Aspie for short. I do not feel disabled or in need of a cure. I like being an Aspie, which is very sweet. 
Very sweet. And he, I loved this part. He says that he is, has his own words, which one of them is confusled. <laughs> yeah, confusled, which I thought was a really, you know, it was perfect for for his character. Yeah. And then snurt, which I think we should resubmit because that is a great word. It's when <laughs> snow and dirt become one. Yeah. <laughs> snurt. Snurt. <laughs> I think that, that that is very solid. And then smushables, which is the bottom of grocery bag. Uh, they get smushed together. And then she mails him her tears. Her I tears. Know. Yes. She puts her tears in the bottle. That's yeah. It was kind of tender, you know. Her tears were the best gift she'd, he'd ever received. Uh, he said inside his brain was smiling yeah and I also like he says why was he considered the odd one when everyone else was considered normal and so then then her father dies and then her mother dies Mm -hmm. and she decides to go to university and she's studying Asperger's to try to help Max uh, but then she meets, uh, re-meets with Damien, and they end up getting married. And uh, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, and, you know, and as adults, so, you know, Mary is voiced by Tony Collette as when she's an adult. And then uh, Damien's voiced by Eric Bana. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a cool, you know, Australian cast. Yeah, and so she writes this book on Asperger's, and she uses Max as her case study, and she sends him the book. She's super excited about it, and she's going to come to New York, and she's really excited, and he gets very upset about yeah, this. It really offends him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the core, really, doesn't it? I mean, it really, yeah. Really Because it's not, him. it's this whole idea of not needing to be cured, not needing to be healed and she sends him a bottle of or a can of noodles with i'm sorry on it yeah because for he's does he stop writing her for a while too again after that or yeah there's a another break in their relationship yeah yeah and she just becomes like a total mess She's on the floor. She can't function well she yeah and i and this is is this happened at the same time but i mean she she's suicidal yeah you know she's, she's so she's so yeah damien leaves her and she's devastated with everything yeah. right i mean she lost she lost max she loses her husband um yeah because he says he says your idealistic quest to get rid of mental illness is misguided and or damien says that your idealistic quest and and he says, I hope your heart can heal and we can be friends. And uh, so then you have her. Yeah, she she almost hangs herself. Um, the uh, and At that the, point, she also realizes, or at least it's revealed to the audience that she's pregnant. Right. Yeah. And so then Max decides, he sees the though it can decides to send her his collection of novelettes and, and just let her know he's forgiven her. And it sits outside 
So the neighbor ends up having the neighbor who was scared to go outside, who she always would take the mail in. Yeah. To go and get to the package and he finds her and he saves her. And uh, he, she sees the box and uh, says that uh, the says Max stopped to count the stars. He felt complete. The world was back in balance. And that's when he says, he says, when I received your book, my emotions were out of control. The reason I forgive you is because you are not perfect. And so am I. All humans are imperfect. And I thought that was so beautiful. I think that forgiveness for me is one of those themes that, that really almost always rings true for me. Cause I just think it's, it's the hardest thing <laughs> when we feel, when we feel wounded to let go of that wound. You yeah. Know? And even though obviously it's not a religious story, I just think that, that that is when we can f- have the courage to forgive other people for the wrongs that we feel. It's just such a holy concept, I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I really, I really like that aspect yeah. of the story. Yeah. And he says, they, yeah, they and- did, it wasn't religious. Yeah. As you said, yeah. but they, but, but it's, so important <laughs> yeah and it's so it's so hard when you feel those wounds and mm-hmm. and letting go of it and turning it over to god or whatever you believe in uh and you know moving on with your life and i just he says when i was young i wanted to be anybody but myself if i was on a desert island i'd have to get used to my own company that's what the shrink says I would have to accept myself, warts and all. We don't get to choose our warts. They are a part of us, we, and we have to live with them. We can, we can, however, choose our friends. And I just, that's so beautiful to me. I think yeah. that that is like the journey of a lifetime for, for all of us. Yeah. Is to accept ourselves the way... <laughs> You know, and, and it is good to try to improve ourselves, but there also has to be that acceptance at the same time. Yeah. And and he says, I am glad I chose you. <laughs> so I know, right? <laughs> yes, we get to choose our friends. And he says, everyone's lives are like a sidewalk. Your sidewalk is like mine, but probably not as many cracks. You are my best friend. You are my only friend. And that's when Mary comes to New York with the baby and she finds Max has passed away that morning. So, yeah, that's, that's such a heartbreaker. I mean, it, uh, I mean, in a way I thought it was a, a cathartic and probably, probably the best way and not the best way, but it, I didn't hate the choice, you know, the, 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 uh, that, uh, the creative team made on it. I mean, of course it was sad and I had wished that they could, I mean, I just kept wishing that she was, she would go to New York and they'd help each other in a way, you know, but, but, uh, but still there was still something about the, the letter relationship that was so satisfying. And then, but it really was sad that yet she's, but I love how she was at peace with it. 
Yeah. You know, it was sad, but there was also some poetry. Yeah, there kind was. Of behind it, I feel like. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. That she was able to be there for him. I mean, it would have been really nice if she had gotten there just before he died so she could be there with him when he died. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that had happened, but still. I loved how she was able just to, she was able to sit by his body and hold his hand and look around the apartment, you know, and she could see those shelves. I mean, basically the only, the main thing he had on his wall, he had, he had a mirror where he had put her initial drawing of herself that he just kept there. And then those, those, those little shelves that where he put all the noblet figurines that were empty, you know, because yeah. he had sent he had sent them to her, so but she could see it, you know. And right. uh, anyway, I thought that was meaningful, heartbreaking. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was beautiful, and yeah, I I don't know, just that ending. I was a wreck when I thought I mean, you're crying now, <laughs> just thinking about it. That yeah. uh, that we have to accept ourselves, warts and all. It was beautiful. <laughs> they did a great job with the, yeah. the writing. I think is just beautiful in this movie, and so I I really enjoyed it. I said you know on Twitter that this would probably now in my top fifty animated films. I'm going to be doing my top fifty animated films ranking coming oh, cool. up in a couple of weeks. Yes, so I, fortuitous <laughs> that you got to see this. I know. I uh, I haven't done it since 2015. So it's going to be extremely difficult. <laughs> oh, that'd be hard. Absolutely. Good luck for that, Rach. You're going to do great, I know, but still. It's going to be challenging, but I'm excited. Uh, so, yes, this movie would get, I, I, I gave it a very good score. Uh, I don't know, at least, at least a four out of five for me. Uh, an eight out of ten at least. I, I just really responded emotionally, especially to that ending. And I just thought the animation was so great. And it's just amazing what these small independent animators right? can do. I know. I was just so, so impressed by, by that. And, uh, you know, even just all the, that, like that set he had of both of New York City as well as yes. the, the little street in Australia, you know, where, where they lived. I mean, they didn't, you know, vary a lot with, with the scenery, but it was still beautifully lit and, you know, and, and the way that it was filmed. And again, I was so impressed this, with the this use film of didn't color. Even cost two, yeah, me too. This film didn't even cost two million, two million dollars. Yeah. That's $1.7 so, million. Dollars it's, just, US. it's just this labor of love that Adam and his, and his team, you know, are able to do. And, what I read too is that you know he's he's not interested in any commercial work. That he uh, he just does his own thing. You know he makes these shorts, and I think he's got another feature, and currently in, uh, mm-hmm. you know in development or you know in production. And um, good for him, you know, because I wondered I had wondered if he was doing some commercials on the side or you know or something, you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. Kind of keep the ball going, and I think he's just very dedicated to his art. Is very impressive. He, yeah, kind of like Don Hertzfeld in that regard. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad we picked it. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, let us know if you, you Rachel. Had... 
yeah. And so let us know if you have seen it. Let us know what you think. And if you like it, we'd love to hear in the comment section and on Twitter. That would be really fun. And if you have any other suggestions for underrated, obscure animation that we can talk about next month, let us know. That would be a lot of fun. And Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark, and I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us out so much. And if you are if you're watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate that. We also have the Hallmarkies podcast. So make sure you check out over there. And we're going to be doing uh, more Talking Disney coming up this month uh, and a lot of other fun stuff. So make sure that you are subscribed. And thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.